0: Okay. Hi, welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Allistway, and I create a variety of inspirational and informational videos you can use and apply to your life. Today, it is my honor to welcome today's guest, which is Dr. John Gray. And he is the author of the most well-known and trusted relationship book of all time. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. In hardcover, it was the number one best selling book of the 1990s. USA Today listed his book as one of the top 10 most influential books of the last quarter century. His most recent book is Beyond Mars and Venus. His Mars Venus book series has forever changed the way men and women view their relationships. I will be linking his bio information, his book information, and website below for your reference. Welcome, Dr. Gray.
1: Uh, hi, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: Yes. So, can we start? Because I do have somewhat of a younger audience, also. Um, about the title of your book, how did you come up with that? Putting men on Mars and women on Venus.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's traditional in mythology that men are the uh, Mars is the warrior, Venus is beauty goddess. So, I think I, I wanted to find a, a planet example that would be flattering and easy to relate to for women as opposed to for men. But the whole idea of planets was many times, many women were misunderstanding each other in my counseling practice. And it was like they're literally living in different worlds. And, yeah. and I've expanded on that in so many ways. We really uh, look at each other in different ways. And if we, if we assume somebody's going to react the way we react, And they don't, we think something's wrong. And in personal relationships, we think they don't love us or they don't care about us or not a priority. Or we might think that person's crazy. How could you react that way? I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, well, let me take some time to understand the way you look at the world. And it's kind of based on an old, old American Indian phrase, which is walk a mile in the moccasins of somebody (laughs) else before you judge them or before you criticize them to correctly interpret them.
0: Mhm. And I understand too that a big premise of your book is be, is based on the hormonal differences between men and women. Men having a lot more testosterone and that can be somewhat of a a guiding factor in how they approach life and communication and relationships and then you have women, obviously more estrogen producers even though they have testosterone it's very minimal compared to men and so um, can you talk a little bit about those hormonal differences that is putting us on these different planets?
1: Yeah, well, nobody, n- nobody can, dis- can deny that we have hormonal differences. And more and more research shows that those, d- those particular hormones affect our mood, they affect our motivations, they affect our stress levels. Now stress is a key thing that we're all being affected by because when we're feeling stressed, we're not gonna be loving. That's just what it is. I mean, you, you, when you're feeling in danger, that's a stress hormone, you tend to go into automatic reactions. Like we have automatic negative thoughts, automatic doubts, automatic anxieties, you know, obsessive thoughts about I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. You know, these are the kind of thoughts that plague us when our hormones go out of balance and stress hormones get produced. So when I talk about auto hormones out of balance, it's not that we just want to, balance our hormones. Really what that means is for a woman to have uh, the right amount of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are the major players for her. And those are in balance when her attitude is not in fight or flight. They'll go into balance automatically. That mm-hmm. This is the sign that we need to do something to balance our hormones. And for men, when they're uh, in fight or flight, they're not heart. Their heart's not open. They've lost it. Uh, they're no longer that wonderful person you fell in love with. And there's ways to um, balance his hormones, and his hormones typically have to be balanced. His testosterone needs to be balanced with his estrogen. Now, these are these are simple scientific concepts. And what has not been known so much is how certain behaviors trigger those hormones and why I even focus on hormones. Uh, although in itself, it'd be a great thing to know, but many, yeah, yeah. many of the ideas of men are from Mars, women are from Venus, people don't relate to these days because their hormones are so out of balance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, many, many times people don't even think that men and women are that different. So how could you write a book on how differences between men and women so you get down to probably the most fundamental differences that you everybody would agree on is hormonal, hormonal distinctions. Yes. And you also know that when a woman's, this is like now a little science, when a woman is, her estrogen levels are low, she's depressed. Clearly her heart's not open at that time. Mm-hmm. And when a man's testosterone levels are low, he's depressed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. now when a man's testosterone levels are low and his estrogen that's the female hormone is high
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: he will be angry now whoever thought that mm-hmm. you know, we always think of you know aggression associated with testosterone because men are more aggressive typically
0: mm-hmm.
1: well it's only men who have low testosterone and high estrogen that are more aggressive now compared interesting. to interesting yeah And nobody knew that before. We just thought, you know, if you have testosterone, you have a greater tendency uh, to be aggressive. Or women who have um, uh, not such high testosterone are less aggressive. Well, it turns out Mm -hmm. that it's all about the balance between hormones. Yes. I really like to focus on the balance in the beginning just to validate that men and women are different. Then it became clear that, if you understand the right balance of testosterone, and estrogen for men, which is the opposite, the literally the opposite of what it is for women. So let's look Mm -hmm. at what that means. That means when a woman is happy, her testosterone levels will be much, much lower than a man's. And primarily her estrogen levels will be 10 times higher than a man's. If that estrogen goes down, then she's depressed. She's not happy. And for a man, his testosterone levels need to be at least ten times higher than a woman's. Otherwise, he's depressed; his testosterone is too low.
0: Yeah. So then you look
1: at, now I start looking at all right. When when does men's testosterone levels go up? Well, I'm a man. First of all, this is common sense. When does a man feel best? Is when he's successful. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, when you're successful, and of course, women feel good when they're successful as well. Sure. But, then I started reading all these stories and having count clients of very successful women who were depressed. What happened? (laughs) So (laughs) what happened is yes, her testosterone goes up because she's successful, but her estrogen levels, if they're low, doesn't matter what her testosterone levels are. She's going to be depressed. She's not going to be happy. So In relationships, you want to have relationships last. You want to feel that passion, that connection, that happiness. You want to delight in the presence of your partner when you're with them. They make you feel good. Well, if you come to a relationship with this inner happiness, which comes from lowering your stress levels, balancing your hormones, not taking hormones, that's the key thing. I'm not talking about taking them. I'm talking about if I, for example, as a man, I'm doing something I'm good at and I'm confident at and accomplished at, or a woman, testosterone mm-hmm. is going to go up. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a situation where I can depend on someone to guide me, to teach me, to lead me, uh, to support me, to have my back, my estrogen goes up. So mm-hmm. and I became aware of this, you know, again, before I understood hormones, as I looked at as a therapist, 90% of the people who come to therapy are women why because actually if if you take time to listen to women and hear what they say what they're going through and experience empathy for Mm -hmm. them they get a lot more out of it because when somebody is there for you to help you understand yourself or understands you cares about you supports you in a way that's meaningful estrogen levels will go up and for women if they're stressed that means their estrogen is low anything that can raise their estrogen Will help them feel happy and fulfilled. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could look at a thousand things for a thousand different women that makes them feel happy and fulfilled. But if mm-hmm. it's working, it's because it's producing estrogen. And for yes. a man, you could do all kinds of things that maybe work for one man or another man or whatever. So we're all different in that sense. But mm-hmm. what we're the theme of men is that if something's making you feel good, it's because it's producing testosterone. Like, for example, I go to the gym, I, I build my muscles. Yes. Uh, I feel great. I walk around feeling like Superman. That's a great thing. Or I write a book, I accomplish a book. It does well. I feel successful. I have a much higher level of testosterone. And so I test these in my own personal life. And then I look at the studies of these things. If you, one of the original studies that showed testosterone production was if a man has his favorite football team and they win the championship, their testosterone levels are off the chart.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: And when a man is feeling romantic towards a woman, his testosterone levels are off the charts. So, don't we want to figure out in relationships if there's ways to communicate mm-hmm. that will actually boost a man's testosterone and ways mm-hmm. to communicate that will actually boost a woman's estrogen levels? Now, that's all very cool. Yes. And
0: what would- about the flip side of that? Because, you know, I've read um, when men become fathers, for example, their testosterone levels start to go down.
1: Exactly. Not just that. Th- that's a wonder. Another study. You see people say, are there peer reviewed studies? Yes, this is all out there. Nobody's just put it together. Like I put it together. So that's a study which shows a single man tends to have the highest testosterone levels, right? Now he's in a relationship. It's a committed relationship. Now these are, remember this is a bell curve. These are averages, not every person, but this it te- gives us insight, gives us a leaning in what direction, so the independent guy who's not dependent on a woman at all for his happiness, he's going to have the highest testosterone on average. Then you go to the man who is now in a relationship with a woman, and he makes a commitment. That means she is like he's no longer out there uh, trying to find a relationship. He's got one, and then his testosterone levels drop more. What happened? Then he gets married. They drop more, and then he has children. They drop even more. This is, but this is a huge bell curve, and it doesn't mean everybody, because here I am with uh, a a wife and and, and children and grandchildren and a great father, and my wife says I'm the best father she could ever imagine for my kids. I need an improvement when it comes to relationship, (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay with me. Uh, But I have really good estrogen levels, which what's associated with estrogen is caring yeah, uh, commitment, sharing, emotion, and particularly happiness and love. You know, when I fell in love with my wife, I realized that being a single man, my life was, a, as an analogy, black and white. And then being married to her, it was like suddenly everything had more color to it. And yeah. this is this is that my female side as a man. What that meant is mm-hmm. as my estrogen levels were going up, my testosterone levels were going down. Mm-hmm. That's the dynamic of these hormones. So it's a little bit like a seesaw. <clears throat> yes, these single men, they're, they're not as happy as this married man, which reports show, Right. but his estrogen levels are going up, his testosterone will go down. So they balance each other. So that's why I talk about balancing those hormones. But so is it just pop-
0: being, I'm sorry, is it just being around women that makes them more estrogenic?
1: No, 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 it's, he's in a relationship with a woman, meaning okay. he cares about her. Okay. Uh, he, he begins to feel affection for her. He loves okay. her. Love uh, is estrogen. you whenever you're feeling, I love you. I'm so happy to be with you. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, like right now I'm producing testosterone because I'm good at what I do. This is my job. I'm very confident at it. I'm helping people. I'm of service. Those are all qualities, you know, in the, in this book, Beyond Mars and Venus, what I do is I talk about aspects or qualities, characteristics, tendencies of my masculine side and then tendencies of my feminine side. And Mm -hmm. so the feminine side of me right now is I love what I'm doing. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I like what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. I use a lot of intuition on what's what's the best direction to go. So there's emotion, there's intuition, there's love, there's caring. Then on the other side of that, there's a selflessness, I don't get paid for this. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm wanting to serve the world. Uh, then mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, logic. I'm using my logical side to create a series of logical ideas. I'm creating. I'm very independent in what I say. These are my own ideas. I'm not depending on anybody else. My, I'm depending on my in depending on my own experiences to teach. Mm-hmm. So these are qualities of independence. That's your masculine side. Mm-hmm. Dependence is your feminine side. So I'm also, and being so confident what I say, I'm also dependent on the many tens of thousands of students that I've had over the last 50 years, Mm -hmm. uh, using that as a reservoir of insight, understanding and experience. So there's always a sense of independence and dependence. When you're feeling I can depend on others or I'm getting something that I need from someone, estrogen will be going up. And when you feel I've got the answer, I can do something for you, or I'm on my own. These are qualities of independence, logic, uh, uh, accountability. There's so many qualities of masculinity inside of all of us. The Mm -hmm. The key here is to know that if I'm a man and I'm not loving or happy or fulfilled, I need to strengthen my male side. Now you might think, well, you mentioned there, John, happy. It turns out that if a man has... Happy if you're, if you, and you know what <laughs> keeps somebody happy and you know what, clap your hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: if,
1: if you're happy and you're a man, it means that your testosterone is higher than your estrogen. You still have to have the confidence that comes along with testosterone. Then your estrogen can come up and you can experience mm-hmm. happiness. That same estrogen that produces happiness. If your testosterone goes down and you're a man, then you're sad, you're depressed Mm-hmm. So it's like always the balance of these hormones in the body is just one way of looking at uh, our, our relationships, the quality of our relationships, yes. feeling state in our life. Yes. But there's a million different behaviors, attitudes, strategies, interactions that would then trigger the right hormones. What's yeah. so helpful about this is when it comes to men and women, one of our big priorities in relationships is to sustain attraction. And why does the attraction go away? And likewise, why do men when they're 35 begin to experience lower and lower levels, whether they're in a relationship or not? Okay. Now Mm -hmm. we're looking at age groups. Yep. Now I speak for my age group at 70 years old, my testosterone levels just went higher and higher and higher. And not just because I'm successful, but I learned how to keep my testosterone levels at a high level as my ability to love grew. And my wisdom grows. Mm -hmm. A lot of men, they get older, they have wisdom, but their testosterone goes down. Right. (laughs) They're kind of passive and depressed. You want to stay active. You know, I was just talking to like one of the most successful men in the world and and one of my support groups. And he was, uh, he has $300 million. Now, a lot of guys like that would never work. They would just retire and have fun. That's called retirement. (laughs) He said, yeah. I'm retiring from this job over here and I've got six new projects because if you don't have projects, doesn't matter whether you finish them finish or not, you're dying. He yeah. has to have his goals. He has to be setting his goals. He has to be taking action to achieve those goals as if he has to do it. That mm-hmm. feeling I have to do something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a wake up call for testosterone. If you follow through with action for a woman, when she gets in that, place of, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this actually stresses her out. Every woman I've ever counseled over 50 years, if she's unhappy, she's always, you know, I observe what do people, what do they tell themselves? What are their ways of looking at the world? And usually it's that feeling of, I have to do this and I have to do this. And there's not enough time. There's not enough resources. There's not enough love. There's not enough support. And those are all expressions of not enough estrogen. So oh, and Interesting. You, you, you rarely hear a man say, I don't have enough time. Yeah. Uh, I have the rest.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So just like hearing you speak, I think it's really important if you're in a relationship that you, uh, and it's actually a responsibility to balance your hormones and especially being aware as you get older. I mean, women hit with menopause, they're they're hit more with the brick with that hormone shift, whereas men is more subtle. Um, but I think everybody has a responsibility for your loved ones and people around you to kind of keep that balance. And like you said, there's different ways to do that with, you know, like exercise and making progress on projects and um, having healthy relationships with friends and others.
1: Yeah. Those are all really key things. The, uh, if we want to just focus on relationships for a moment, I, talk, I have to do a general explanation because okay. so, so many, which I've just done, we've just had this nice understanding that men and women really are different. We had this hormonal foundation. Yeah. So many people today still think that we're really not that different. And I have to say that when you're not in a relationship, so if I've just myself, then, then you don't experience yourself as being that different from the opposite sex. But when you start to depend on someone, like that man in a committed relationship, you can see how his hormones have changed because his estrogen levels will be higher. His testosterone levels will come down, but it doesn't mean they're too low. If he's angry, they're too low. If he doesn't have attraction for her, they're too low. If he's irritable with her, they're they're too low. Uh, Or if he's needy, you see a lot of guys today have such low testosterone relative to their healthy state. They become needy, demanding, and they take on a lot of qualities of of way a a man would, in a more traditional relationship, when men were more masculine, he would complain about his wife is too needy. Mm -hmm. Now, men are becoming that, and women are becoming what men, what I see to be the case is overly independent, where they're saying things like, why do I even need to be in a relationship? Why, Why do I want a man, seems like another child, I'll just take care of myself and have my friends.
0: And of mm-hmm. course, the,
1: these are all states and experiences of hormonal imbalance within us, because to yes. connect is a very natural thing and allows us to grow spiritually as well as emotionally and through fulfillment. Yes. So let's just, since we have an audience here, we're talking yeah. tips based on this understanding. Okay. Well, men and women are different. Some people already agree with that. Some people are uh, f- fervently against that—that—that that, that, uh, the idea of gender is a social construct—and this was yes. taught, you know. I,
0: I was going to ask you about that because you mentioned earlier masculine traits and feminine traits. So, like for example, masculine traits would be the independence, the aggression, the competitiveness, strength. These are stereotypical, uh, and stereotypical feminine traits would be things like caring, nurturing, passivity, subordination. And if we're looking at 2021, the modern landscape. It makes me wonder, are we seeing more women on Mars and more men on Venus?
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I pause because you just went down a list of things which are <laughs> masculine or feminine and so forth. And and I, I would take objection to subtleties of some of those things. Like passivity. Yeah, stereotypical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But passivity would actually be meant with low testosterone and high estrogen. It wouldn't be yes. feminine feminine is not passive. You ever seen a passive mother? True. <laughs> that's true. I don't yeah. think that's the case. And
0: yeah. aggression
1: is more commonly in men, physical aggression, but actually mm-hmm. aggression is in a man when his estrogen levels are uh, too high and his testosterone levels are low. Yeah. So that means I would not consider a- masculinity is not aggression. Masculinity is assertiveness. So there's clarity that I bring to the table that nobody's ever brought before. You know, we take the bad traits of men and call that masculine. And I go, no, that's Mm -hmm. not it. We take the the bad traits of women like unhappiness and lack of loving, although you didn't mention those two, but you didn't mention passivity. That's not feminine at all. Uh, Mm. That's depression if it's a woman. But basically, women are very active, way more active than men. They're busy, busy, busy all the time. Men actually have much less activity in their life than women. We tend to put it out there. And then we can fully relax. It's hard for women to relax. You see that that's not your strong suit <laughs> unless mm-hmm. you have support when you have support, which means you don't have to do everything. You're not in a responsible role, but you're in a role where you can relax. And that's mm-hmm. why romance is always a sort of about the man leading the way, because when the man is leading the way, providing what it is a woman would like, She's getting what she likes. She can depend on him to think about what she needs, what she's wanting. And she's there for there. He's there for her. Then her estrogen is going to go up. And if he's successful, his testosterone goes up. And then you have the beautiful alchemy of great sex and romance and bonding. And this is why romance has always been associated with new love and how to create new love. And then it goes away because Mm -hmm. people didn't understand how to sustain these hormone levels in a relationship. So how would you do that? Right. A practical tip, even though we can come back to what you're just talking about the Mm -hmm. I'll talk about right now, the, the whole idea that these masculine qualities, well, who's who's to say they're masculine qualities. Well, (laughs) we are talking about thousands of years of evolution (laughs) and people understanding what men need to eat, what women need to eat, what kind of love and support men need? I mean, why do we have uh, statues of men most of the time? <laughs> and why we
0: narcissistic?
1: <laughs> exactly, as one person would say that. As opposed to, you would see that men, when you build statues of the, to them, they're willing to give their life up to be that statue. Mm-hmm. And women were dependent on men in order to give their life, to sacrifice their life. You want you want a man to to do something that you don't want to do, which women figured out. <laughs> You build statues to them. Now, what does that actually mean? It means all of us are high qualities. When you blend the masculine, you integrate, not balance, but integrate the male and female together. Mm-hmm. What you get is a man who is uh, selfless, but also loving and devoted. And you'd also get a woman who's selfless, who's loving and devoted. So when we're in states of integration, balance, which turns into I'm on both sides at the same time, what you'll see is there's very little difference between men and women. If you're happy and fulfilled, <laughs> then generally the, you, your masculine and feminine are integrating in that moment. And the way most people achieve integration is they go over, like for me, I, I'll work hard and then I'll go take a nap. Okay. Taking a nap yeah. is, is going to my female side. I'm just relaxing, I'm recuperating. And or I might go play tennis, I might go play mm-hmm. basketball. This is non productive, but playful, competitive sport, something like that. That then balances my drive, my selflessness, because I want to win over here and, yeah. and sports, you know, all driven, but it's not really, there's no stress associated with it because I'm not putting money on the game. If I put money on the game, it's a little bit more stressful. Yeah. So I'm not actually rebuilding my testosterone. So for men, there's a overwhelming men and testosterone. It's more like action and then rest, action and rest. And for the mm-hmm. female side of me, it's receiving through appreciation and gratitude and then giving freely from that mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Women, women tend to get caught up a little bit in giving to get, and that only makes you feel resentful later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to receive, to be accepting, appreciative, forgiving, grat- uh, these are the positive qualities that give you joy in life. You receive, and based upon feeling that fullness inside, you give freely. Mm-hmm. And that, that trains the brain to learn to see what is good rather than look to see what is negative. And we, we tend to do that too much in our lives. And in relationships, my experience is, yeah. Women will tend to do that. And then when they express that out loud, then men will tend to do that. Uh, You know, when a woman is happy, men usually don't have any complaints. In most cases, he's, he, you know, what men say is happy wife, happy life. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> happy husband, happy life. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way. <laughs> <laughs> if she's happy, then she really thrives on him being happy too. But if she's unhappy, she's not going to go, gee, if he would just be happier, I would be happy. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work that way because we're hormonally different. You see, when yeah. I love someone and they're happy, I'll feel successful. So that just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And for a woman, just because your husband feels successful, how many women are unhappy with successful husbands? It, it You know, she, his success or his happiness that goes with mm-hmm. this, this success is not going to nourish her feminine spirit. What nourishes her feminine spirit is a man who is attentive to her, a man who sees her, a man who prioritizes her. And a key factor there is a a man who can understand her in a non-judgmental way Mm -hmm. and show and demonstrate consideration and caring. All of those qualities bump up estrogen levels, which is what, as a therapist and a therapeutic relationship, I became an expert at. That's why I became popular. You know, I had a waiting list of people to women, not men to come Mm -hmm. have to sit in front of me and I would ask them questions and really understand them. And when they felt understood, they just felt so much better. They don't know why they just went, boy. And I practiced what I teach in my book, which is men. When women are talking, if they're upset, you think giving her good advice, solving her problem Mm -hmm. for her is going to make her feel better. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: first she needs to feel better. And then if she still needs your advice, you can give it to her. But if she's just talking about what's bothering her, The way you support her is to show interest, to care, to understand, to ask questions, to go Mm -hmm. deeper and do it in a respectful way. And men are trained to do this. We're a you know, just put out. and, And also,
0: I think a lot of women sometimes need time to absorb the information. You know, let me think about this. You know, you don't need an answer right now. Like, I think there needs to be some more like maybe patience with the communication
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to go, you know, it's like foreplay to sex, you don't know, just, yeah. jump right in. so sometimes you might, that might be appropriate, but most of yeah. the time you need to sort of reconnect. You need to yeah. generate uh, affection, warmth, touching and all that is she needs generally, and he doesn't, but he could sometimes uh, she, he, she needs the estrogen levels to build. And what's interesting is, you know, a lot of women today are understanding this hormone oxytocin, And oxytocin is if you if you touch somebody in a non-sexual way, Mm -hmm. okay, that's a that it's associated with safety, and like you get a massage and pretty much you're undressed in a massage, but it's not sexual, and so if somebody's giving you a massage, that's going to build your oxytocin up. So what makes the oxytocin is the feeling of safety, and when a woman feels safe, then in a sense she can take down all the walls, the walls, there's testosterone, you know, you have to build a border around your house, you know, <laughs> it's the wall, mm-hmm. so we can get in, I protect myself, the protector, mm-hmm. that's our male side. The, the, but when she can take down walls and safety does it, and when women feel safe or men feel safe, the oxytocin levels go up. Now for women, oxytocin then can increase her test her estrogen. Because if you feel safe, you can ask for help. You can depend on someone. If you don't feel safe, you start going into, I have to depend on myself. I have to do it mm-hmm. myself. How many times mm-hmm. have I asked him to do that and he's forgotten, so I'll just do it myself. Nice yeah. little of testosterone, but your estrogen levels are dropping now. And so life is, for women, is a constant journey of keeping those hormones in the right state. And mm-hmm. what's a little more challenging than women for women than men is that because you can actually make babies as a whole changing of the guard every three days basically <laughs> you've got this Mars three three chapters and beyond Mars and Venus is the science of how women's hormones change throughout the month. after her period they the estrogen levels will begin to rise but are not so significant for her well-being after about five six days after her period for the next six days after that she needs her estrogen levels to double. if they mm-hmm. don't double she's unhappy. And mm-hmm. then after that, she's now ovulating. If, if they need to go down, she needs to be a little more independent, and she needs to produce more progesterone. She still needs to have estrogen, but not as much. Mm-hmm. Now she needs to have progesterone dominating the estrogen. And progesterone, in my research, it tends to be, and other people's that I've read the research it shows that when women are like playing cards, for example,
0: yeah,
1: progesterone levels increase. Mm-hmm. And that's called social bonding. And that could be, that's non-romantic behaviors, basically yeah. it's doing anything you'd like to do, you want to do, you enjoy doing, but it's mainly for your happiness and fulfillment. You might like mm-hmm. to be with other people. You might like to have a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter, Lauren, in her courses calls that me time. It's You do things motivated because you love doing it. And yeah. for estrogen, uh, you're interacting in relationship where you're Depending on someone for your well-being, yeah. it's a
0: more
1: vulnerable state. And vulnerability, mm-hmm. by the way, is estrogen. Emotion is estrogen.
0: And mm-hmm. for men,
1: being having vulnerability in estrogen and your testosterone being low is always negative. Negative emotions in men is primarily low testosterone and love and happiness and joy is when his testosterone levels are up and yes. he has estrogen rising. So it's nice yeah. to plumbing. So Mm -hmm. if if my partner is unhappy, first of all, I think, what can I do to make it safe for her to be, to be whatever she needs to be at that moment, not try to fix her, not try to change her, not to become angry with her, as I mentioned Mm -hmm. before, which is kind of a shocking revelation for people is that when men are angry, uh, their estrogen levels are shooting up and their testosterone levels are lowering.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And one of the things that we now know is that Whenever you have negative emotion, if you're a woman or a man, but if you're a, a woman talking about your upset, if you're bothered by something uh, and somebody doesn't interfere with it, but they seek to understand, uh, you'll feel better. So your mm-hmm. estrogen levels are going up because we know women yeah. when they feel better. Their estrogen yeah. levels are going up, right? Well, for a man, if he talks about his feelings, his estrogen levels will go up and already they're too high. So Mm -hmm. interesting,
0: because I was going to ask you about like the communication styles, you know, between men and women. I hear sometimes men say, well, she doesn't listen to me. Women say, well, he doesn't listen to me. They both have the same complaint that they're not hearing each other or listening to each other. Um,
1: Um, Let me let me address that one, because um, there's a subtlety, a nuance. Everything I do is nuance. All right. Because men can be like women. Generally speaking, I've got 50 years of counseling here. And back in the 90s, there was a book called uh, You Don't Understand Me. And of course, there's my book at that time as well, which is I talk about how women need to be heard more than men. Why do I say that? Because every woman came into my office and said, you know, my husband doesn't listen to me. And rarely, rarely did I have a man say she doesn't listen to me unless Mm -hmm. I've got a couple in the room. And mm-hmm. if she says, you're not listening to me, he'll logically say, well, you're not listening to me because he's right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, if you're saying you're not hearing me, then you're not hearing what that person is saying either. It, right. it, just, it becomes a defense reaction
0: mm-hmm. when a man
1: is saying he doesn't, sh- she's not listening. He's just defending himself saying she's yep. wrong.
0: <laughs> yep. But
1: when she <laughs> says when she says he doesn't listen to me, there's actually below that is a legitimate need that she has a nourishing need to be heard. And if she's heard and she feels validated,
0: Mm -hmm. then
1: estrogen levels will start to rise. Then there's the subtlety and the nuance of the word validation. Validation Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I agree with what you're saying. It means that, I can see that from your point of view, that's a valid yeah. perspective. I can walk a mile in your moccasins, and I guess I'd feel the same way. Yeah. I, however, don't look at the world that way. So you know, a woman's need isn't that you have to agree with everything she feels, but you have to mm-hmm. validate. Gee, you know, mm-hmm. if I was you with those sensitivities and in that situation, uh, and I needed estrogen, then I wouldn't need to yeah. talk like that. So yeah, the, it's like being able to to hear where somebody's coming from with love. And that is a training that allows men to be on their male side with healthy testosterone levels and also raise their estrogen and balance and integration. Because when you're listening, you're actually on your masculine quality. Listening is a masculine quality, sharing vulnerability, revealing what's inside is a feminine quality. Mm -hmm. So if a woman is sharing inside, she's being vulnerable, her estrogen levels will go up for her to do that. She needs to feel safe. He, on the other hand, is protecting her. You know, why is she feeling safe? I'm the protector. Build me mm-hmm. a statue. Appreciate me. Acknowledge me. So I anticipate mm-hmm. that I'm doing something good and productive. But see, men do not know. We're not experienced in this new realm of need that women have. It used mm-hmm. to be women just need a man to protect her and provide for her. That was it. You know, I grew right. up in a family. My mother was happy all the time. She wanted to be a right. mother. She lived right. in a great, great neighborhood. She had a, uh, like a nanny for the kids that would come to the house and clean and take care of the kids. Wouldn't every woman want that? <laughs> you yeah. Somebody doing that for you. You got a husband who makes enough money. Who's, who's not an alcoholic, not a drug addict and doesn't raise his voice. And it's a good father at times. So right. not a know, cheater uh, and not a cheater. <laughs> right. Well, I'll even correct that, which is, I wouldn't say he's a cheater because they understood, but. When my dad died, I w- I saw uh, a young woman like you <laughs> was <laughs> at the funeral, about the age of my my little younger than my younger sister, and she looked just like my sister. So I went to my mother and I said, "Mom, do you see that girl there?" You know, says, yes, I think that um, looks like Virginia, my sister. And she says, "Probably, you know, I think that's another child my dad." And she says, "Probably," and wow, I said, and I said. Did that upset you? Is that bothering you? She says, "You know, John, we live in a different world than you. In my generation, if a man could take care of his family and be a good parent for his children, a woman didn't mind if he had other responsibilities around the world."
0: Wow, he <laughs> traveled a lot. <laughs> there, yeah, I, th- I think about like you know your typical nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. You know, woman, probably her biggest goal was to be a mother. You know, she didn't have multiple sexual partners, for example. She didn't see a lot of porn. I mean, compare that to a 2021 woman or even a man, his biggest goals back then, same thing, you know, compared to a 2021 man. I mean, we're in a different modern dating landscape. So let's touch on that a little bit. What are your thoughts about the modern dating world that we're currently in?
1: Well, we're hormonally way out of balance. Okay, that's that's the case. And see, there's a a shift in maturity, which has occurred. The more evolved a species becomes, the longer it takes them to mature. And that's sort of known in the whole kingdom of animals and so forth. And we are animals with a higher intelligence, but we're animals. Most of our programming is the same as a monkey. You know, step on my foot and I go ow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and step on my foot again, I go ow, ow louder. You know, this is all monkey training. Now, somebody steps on my foot, I don't go ow. I communicate. I use words. So, we're really we're changing now. What's happened? You mentioned porn. Uh, porn is probably the most uh, unconscious behavior there is. It's pure animal and it's addictive. It's massively addictive. Uh, You know, we just didn't have the opportunity to see all that as young teenagers and whatever. And you just you'd feel the urge to masturbate, for example, occasionally. But when you're exposed to porn, it's like cocaine. It feels really, really good. It talks to the subconscious brain, which says that 50,000 women online right now want to have sex with me. Well, if you're a monkey and there's 10 women that want to have sex with you, you are the monkey king. So so that gives you these big squirts of testosterone shooting up, which Mm -hmm. always leave you in a depressed state, a state of dissatisfaction, a state of lower testosterone. So what you've got is guys who can't commit in relationships. They can't sustain interest in a single woman. Because what happens is you get addicted to new And you also
0: have impotence.
1: Yes, at 21, Mm -hmm. a lot of impotent guys.
0: Yes. Yes. Now now
1: what's interesting, the subtlety here, they're not impotent to. Uh, porn. They're impotent to an emotional relationship. Mm. It's because the emotional relationship is going to produce estrogen. If you care about a girl, you like her and you're familiar with her and she's safe, any of those qualities all produce estrogen in a male. And if his testosterone levels are so low, that will just knock them down even further. Because remember these, it's a seesaw. If my estrogen goes way up, it can push my testosterone down unless I feel very confident in my ability to make her happy, for example. So it's like love pushes down testosterone unless you're being loved. Mm -hmm. That's why it needs to be back and forth, needs to be mutual. You know, a woman who appreciates her husband keeps his testosterone up, which allows him to then provide the support she needs, one, to feel appreciative for him. But his sense of appreciation allows him to be his best self and his best self is always a guy who's willing to sacrifice for her with a smile on his face that's what men do you know men today we look at these you know the tearing down statues of men you know,
0: these yeah are yeah yeah well I, you know there's a lot of women that are competing with men who would rather play video games than go on a date with them you know young men that would rather look at porn than to have an actual yeah. authentic intimate relationship with the real woman and so,
1: well, you say a real woman, but I would I would question that as well. I don't look at uh, men as having all the problems. I see there's a whole set of these problems. Sure, of low testosterone. These women have low estrogen. They're overly independent, and they're unhappy, and they're dissatisfied, and they'll be critical, and so forth. No guy's good enough, and and they have a lot of tendencies like uh, uh, wanting to pursue him. You know, the old fashioned woman with a wallflower. I'm not recommending that at all. But when you take your corporate skills and you go after a man, basically, you're not pulling out his masculinity, you're coming Mm -hmm. from your masculine side. Mm
0: -hmm. So there's a
1: whole art and dating, for example, that I teach women, which is how to date in such a way that a man stays turned on to you and is turned on to you. And he and you're turned on to him. There's a dynamic of chemistry. Chemistry is sustained And again, I'm another example of that. Married 34 years with my wife, had sex every week and it was great and it was ecstatic. What I teach is sex once a week, period, or masturbation once a week, period. There's research showing that if a man abstains from ejaculating for six days, on the seventh day, when he has sex, his his testosterone levels will become 50 times higher, 50% 50 higher than it Mm -hmm. would normally go. Mm
0: -hmm. And then he
1: goes back down to his baseline which is hopefully a good level of testosterone, self-esteem, confidence, and being of service to others. But then on that seventh day, he gets to experience 50% higher. And that's Mm -hmm. what allows him to bond with her and also allows her to go to to her doubling her estrogen level. We have more research that shows when a man is being romantic with higher testosterone levels, he puts out pheromones that raise her estrogen. Mm Mm-hmm. And a woman who's feeling fulfilled and happy is putting out pheromones because her estrogen levels are higher. She's putting out pheromones that will raise a man's testosterone.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, you know,
1: the dynamic here is again a mutual independence. So, males being addicted to uh, their porn, which is a disaster, it's literally too much sex or not enough sex. Okay. So, couples typically stop having sex because his interest in her goes down, it's too low but his interest in her goes down as well because she's not vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But I see women as way on their male side needing to learn how to be vulnerable and be attentive and draw out a man so he's not stuck on his video game. I'm not against <laughs> video games in any way. It's like- Moderation. <laughs> exactly, moderation. But he gets addicted to it, uh, which is something he needs to be aware of. But his masculine is weak and it's dependent upon addiction, just like any drug addiction. And it is it, it, anything that produces high levels of, of, of uh, dopamine, it will give you perks, uh, yeah. peaks of testosterone, but then leave you down and dependent upon higher levels of stimulation from yes. dopamine than a real woman can provide. And that's why you mentioned impotency. And it's even less don't even have to call it impotency. You can call it just, I'm not turned on to her. I, I had sex with this girl for three weeks and and now I just can't get an erection with her. What happened
0: mm-hmm. is because
1: his testosterone is so low, his brain has been changed by, by the porn experience because porn right. is like addiction. Porn is
0: sex. Like if you're using porn, that's still sex for the man.
1: Well, certainly it's a kind of sex. I mean, make he's not making love. No,
0: (laughs) no. But he Uh, is getting that physical need release, I guess you could say. Well,
1: it's a tension that builds up because he's Mm -hmm. not using energy. You know, when you're a productive man, you don't release your energy. I'm, you know, at 70 years old, I have sex every day because I don't ejaculate. Now this is sex mastery, which I teach young men can learn it. Maybe I didn't know how to do it when I was younger. I just had moderate sex. And so I, I still get my testosterone at all the time is 50% higher than your average male and 50% higher than when I was a young man. And I've never had a problem with it. So this is new concepts, new, new knowledge, at least Mm -hmm. for right now, it's new knowledge. If you go back in time, thousands of years, this was all common knowledge in India and China is that men live longer. They have greater productivity, greater energy if they don't ejaculate which is why today there is this shame and taboo that goes along with masturbation. We just don't talk about it. You know, people, you can't say that public it's like not to be said because the act of it is actually a loss of energy for a male. It's, it's mm-hmm. literally soul draining to do it. And that's mm-hmm. why there's shame associated with it. Even if, you know, society's psychology is trying to say, Oh, you only feel awful after masturbating and men do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they feel awful after masturbating yeah. and they also feel awful energetically after having sex in a non-intimate relationship. It just, uh, and often they do not want to see the girl again. It's just, when you do something shameful, you don't want to go back to that moment. Yeah. This yeah. is what happens for women today. We're all out there wanting to have sex on the first date. I'm not saying all women, yeah. a lot of women do, and they're throwing their soul away. You know, this is, uh, you know, some women will argue with me, Why well, men can do it, I can do it. Sure, sure, men can throw away their life force, and so can you. So it's, it's acceptable. It's, it's encouraged by sex therapists and women get your little vibrator machine and do yourself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's even more stimulating testosterone Mm -hmm. in your body. It's taking you away from your ability to be turned on to a man, to find men attractive, to sustain your attraction to him, to Mm -hmm. increase desire for him. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of confusion today because because of the lack of understanding that one about how sex energy, we have to understand that, but then we have to understand yeah. clarity is that you can't sustain attraction in a relationship if you have too much sex or not enough sex.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't
1: sustain attraction in a relationship if the relationship doesn't assist her in becoming vulnerable and him yeah. becoming detached. See, men have to learn mm-hmm. how not to be emotional. They get all needy and emotional and all women are out there saying to me, what do I do? I have an emotionally unavailable man. I said, no, you're the one who's emotionally unavailable. You're trying to make (laughs) him into a girl. And if Mm. he does get emotional, you'll be turned off to it. And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying men can't have emotions. The best emotions a man can have is compassion, empathy. She's going through. Yeah. Then what he has is positive emotions, joyfulness, happiness, excitement, not stuck in fear and anger and hurt and just get rid of that stuff, men. And yes. you know, ideas are radical. That's it. They're being taught everything, not everything, but many things around men and women are completely lost in the universities. Yes. They're trying to feminize men thinking the same therapy that works for women would work for men
0: Yeah, work that way. And then you end up with a certain segment that's misogynistic, a certain segment that has misandry and you have the sexes, the genders, completely apart and we want to bring them back together. Like, this is, I think, um, maybe one of the biggest issues, I think, going forward. Um, so let me just ask you this, because I wrote down this statistic. Well, let's just
1: unpack what you just said. Okay,
0: sure. Important.
1: You know, throw those words around. And say, what we have is everything is on a spectrum, right? It's like you have a, you know, uh, right now our, present, our state of, w- without getting into, let me, how do I want to say this? You've got rape and then you've got a guy that touches your butt. Are they the uh-huh. same
0: thing? No.
1: Hugely not. It's an insult. <laughs> so there's, there's a whole range of there. So we've got dysfunctional males and then we've got males that aren't perfect. And then mm-hmm. you've got dysfunctional women and then you've mm-hmm. got women that are not. Now, my experience, it never goes more than the other. This is what my experience of life is. is but when you hear things like uh, one out of three women will be raped, uh, it certainly makes men seem really awful. And that, okay. that statistic is not true. That was Donald Rumsfeld did that statistic. He also got us into the Iraq war. <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld also commissioned that study of college students. And if a man raped a woman, you say, yes, I was raped. Uh, have you ever been uh, groped, uh, breast being touched or kissed uh, uh, and you didn't want it? And she says, yes. And then you say, and have you ever been kissed or groped uh, willingly? under the influence of alcohol. And she yeah. says, yes, most college kids are all drinking before they get sexual, <laughs> yeah. and that's called rape. So according to our government, anytime a woman is under the influence of alcohol, any sexual activity she does with a man, which is consent with her consent or non-consent is rape. So how can how can you consider that to be yeah. rape? It's complete yeah. nonsense, but it sure makes men seems bad. And I'll take another example of this. It's the messages people get have a huge impact on us. Right now we've got Black Lives Matter, right? Now we have more more violence doubling this year than ever before. Now what's going on there? Of course, Black Lives Matter and of course all lives matter, but I understand the idea of, of police having bias against what Black people and so forth. They're scared of them in some cases. A lot of those Black people, policemen are Black men. But the reality here is you take the George Floyd thing where a policeman killed a, a black person and you play it on TV over and over and over and over. Every time you watch that, you're being traumatized. If you're a black person and you're being educated, you're a black person. So now we want to you know, teach our little children who are vulnerable that black people are, are oppressed a lot of black people don't feel oppressed and, and that how terrible the world is for black people. When you look mm-hmm. his, through history, the world has never been better for black people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all trying to go and it's never, ever been about men. It's about a system. The system is yeah. patriarchy. Yeah. Whereas you've got a high and a low, an oppressor and an oppressed. Yeah. The oppressor and the oppressed is not a man. So yeah. that's an important idea. It's not men that do this. Many women yeah. are doing the same thing. It's a system of dictatorship, Marxism, uh, communism, where everybody's the same at the bottom. Yeah. Up, they control. Yeah, so we have to recognize it's it's the system. It's not white or black. It's mm-hmm. poverty. Is this is poverty is oppressive? It's governments mm-hmm. that, and it's not capitalism. Capitalism, when it done right gives people the opportunity to get more for working more and get less if you have less to be taken care of so you have a balance the reason i'm talking about that i know it's not dating skills but it's we have to have (laughs) a really understanding that men are not oppressors men are heroes and women are not negative women are mothers they're loving they're supportive they can and together we can balance those things inside ourselves that's yes
0: i think that honestly that's going to be one of the bigger issues going forward, bigger than climate change, bigger than some of these other topics, is this relationship between men and women and how they are interacting with each other and having, you know, relationships. So case in point, um, I wrote this down. Depending on the study that you look at, the divorce rate is anywhere between 41 to 50 percent for first marriages. And 80 percent of those marriages, uh, those divorces are initiated by women. Women are the ones initiating the divorces. Um, for the second marriage, 60 to 67% of those marriages fail. For the third marriage, 73 to 74% of those marriages fail. So what are your thoughts on these stats? I know we're almost coming to the end of our our talk here.
1: Well, the divorce rate went to 40 to 50, actually went to 50% in 1969 when something was created by the government, which is called no-fault divorce. Mm -hmm. And 90% of those marriages were all women who were saying, you know, I want more. And I'm all for women getting more. I'm all for men getting more. We have to learn the skills to do it rather than blame people. We don't blame ourselves and say, I need to adjust my skills. When you don't realize how you unknowingly, you, well, you don't know, how did I sabotage it? What's my part of this relationship? What's my problem here? And, how to ch- and then how to change that. And then how to provide real love, which is not trying to change somebody, but appreciating them and loving them and caring for them and understanding them. We, we as human beings... When we're not feeling safe, which means in a relationship, you have bad relationship skills, you don't feel safe, you go into monkey thinking, which blames the other person rather than see yourself. And so when you look at that progression of statistics, what you see is people get married again, and and they have more divorce, and they get married again, and they have more divorce. And why is that? Well, because they don't see how they are the problem. And mm-hmm. women clearly want to have better relationships. They, rate, they, re- ride, they read these books on relationships more than men do. They want it to be better, but most of the books don't teach them the skills of understanding men in a positive light. It will never get better until you see men in a positive light.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you
1: see yourself as, as doing everything right, him doing everything wrong, it will never get better. And what I do is one of the few people, but there's others too, who point out what women do wrong in relationships, what men do wrong in relationships. And it's a bummer to hear just women do wrong. I try to keep it balanced. When I'm talking to men, I tell them you're the responsible for everything. (laughs) When I talk to women, I try to be a little more gentle because a male quality, ironically, the male side of it is is accountability. And so Mm -hmm. men, men actually, if you point out to them, in a language that shows them their mistake, they will self-correct. If you point out to a woman in a language of her mistake, I experience way more defensiveness in women, but rightly so, because they've tried so many things. They just haven't tried what works. Yes. The society today, the culture today is pushing women way over to their male side. And being on your male side is just as addictive to women as men going to their female side. When he's playing games, When he's passive, when he's watching TV, when he's drinking alcohol, when he's taking cocaine, when he's doing porn, all of those behaviors are addictive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When women are being independent and not vulnerable, not in touch with their emotions and feelings and finding love and forgiveness and happiness and joy, they're addicted to their male side. And I just see this over and over and over. And if somebody doesn't point out to you that when you're addicted to something, like with the smoking thing, everybody was addicted to smoking and doctors kept saying, this is good for you. This is great for you. And people are dying of cancer. So what you've got is these divorce statistics. And I know what you, (laughs) we need more information on relationships. And that is the crux. But right now, nobody is talking about it. Thank you for talking about Lisa, but nobody is talking about it. It's we're we're talking about all this other stuff as a distraction to the real solution is mom and dad loving each other, raising children in intact families.
0: Yes, and that is a great way to end this. I hope whoever watched this video today got a lot of great information. I do appreciate you coming on my channel. And if you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up. Don't forget to share and subscribe to my channel and hit the bell to be alerted when the next video drops. Thank you, Dr. Gray. appreciate you coming on my channel.
1: Thank you.